0: thank you for coming on thank you
1: no problem I'm <laughs> excited
0: yeah no this is super this is super great how are you how are you doing where are you where are you uh, joining us
1: I'm good um, I'm just in my living room I asked my roommates to just be quiet because I have two of them and they both live here and so we need to like coordinate when like someone's recording something everyone needs to shut up you know. So. <laughs>
0: yeah well how I guess how are you how are you doing during during this quarantine like uh, I mean being you know cooped up with with your roommates I'm sure I'm sure that's fun but I'm sure it's also kind of kind of interesting to be together with the same people uh, each day
1: definitely at first It was a lot more stressful, and I had a lot of anxiety surrounding it, and I do have a history of mental health issues, so it was even more of a shock, Um, especially since my anxiety had to do with germs and illnesses and stuff. It was like this was just the worst trigger for my mental health to just go on a downward spiral, but um, now I've kind of gotten used to it, and... I've figured out that I just have to stay creative and work on my mental health more.
0: Yeah. Well that's well, uh, we're we're gonna get into that in, in a second. Again, I'm happy that you can uh, that you can join us. So I guess just for people who for people who don't know you, uh, tell us who you are. Tell us about who you are and, and what you do.
1: Okay. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kira Graves. I am based in Toronto, Canada. Um, I was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. It's a little small northern town. I'm an actor and a singer and also a content creator on YouTube. I make a lot of videos about LGBT activism, advice videos, stuff like that, and also song covers, and I also sometimes post short films or short uh mini series on there, so I do a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, coming back to that, like as an actor, um, how did you how did you sort of start off in that? Did you start off in in film or did you start off in theater?
1: Well, my mom was kind of already in the industry. So when we moved to the greater Toronto area, she got me a talent agent here and got me into starting to do commercials and little modeling gigs. Like I think I did a fashion show in the Eaton Center once. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I started off doing commercials and stuff like that, um, mainly film stuff. And then I branched up to theater and then I came back to film.
0: So looking, looking, how, how old were you? How old did you say you were when you started acting? I was four. Wow. So starting off, I guess, in this business at that age and being so young, how how did you sort of, how did you sort of navigate that? Like, what did you, what did you think you were doing? Did you know that you were like auditioning to be, uh, I guess, you know, in a, in a fashion show or like any sort of commercials and everything? How did, how did you sort of, um, uh, evaluate
1: that? That's a good question. I have no idea. All I know is that I love to perform and put me in front of the camera and I'll just do some interesting stuff. <laughs> like I like I don't even remember knowing what exactly I was doing. I was just I was doing what I was told and I also really enjoyed it. So I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. What i
0: I find is just interesting about acting as well because like I, I I started acting when I was young as well and so when I was sort of doing these auditions I would sort of like look up to other people and other actors on television doing it much bigger than I was and I was like oh so I just I just got to be big like them. Like, I just have to be like a specific character. I remember, um, I, like, I remember watching Hannah Montana um, and really looking up to like those actors on that show for some reason. And I was like, oh, I have to be big and loud and, and funny. And, and, and like, that's what an actor is supposed to be. W- were there any like shows and I guess movies in that sense that you really looked to, to try to get inspiration from?
1: That's a good question. I really loved Family Channel growing up. Um, I loved Hannah Montana, like you said, and Wizards of Waverly Place. And I actually, the very first big acting gig I booked when I was 16 was called Lost and Found Music Studios. And it was on Family Channel, it's also on Netflix. And I really loved doing that more dramatic kid style acting and I think that's because I watched a lot of Family Channel and it just so happened that the first big gig I was on was Family Channel so it kind of worked out. Ooh.
0: And so growing up as well, did you, you grew up in a very sort of creative household, I guess, cause you mentioned your, 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 your mom was in the industry. So tell me about that and like sort of navigating through, like, were you always sort of performing something and, and were you, um, like when I was younger, I would like put on shows, uh, like little shows in my basement with like my cousins, like for family and stuff. And, and looking on the videos now, I guess it's like, it looks to be a bit, um, not embarrassing, but it's just it's it, it's funny to watch now. Talk about growing up in sort of that creative household.
1: No, I did the exact same thing. Like <laughs> literally the exact same thing. I would write plays and little I remember when my dad first got a MacBook, I would go on iMovie when I was like 8 years old and make little films on there. Um Yeah, I would also do little dance shows for my dad and my stepmom and my mom, and I was a dancer as well, so I created little dance shows for them to come to. I wrote little tickets on construction paper, like admit one to my dance show kind of thing so yeah i was very creative
0: (laughs) i guess we're just revealing secrets now because i would get like stuffed animals and just like grab a whole bunch of chairs and like put them as like audience members and then like people would come in and uh, i guess like my family members and like hey like is this like i guess this is like a packed show here i'm like yeah like we just we sold so many tickets it's crazy and and you know anyway um but yeah no that's that's great and like you know I think the, the advantages of growing up in a creative household is that you've always been sort of immersed within that sort of sphere. And so coming onto set and everything, I guess, can you chat about some of the experiences that you had, even like your first onset experiences and sort of that you can remember and like what your, what your sort of mentality was coming onto those, to those like bigger sets?
1: That's a great question. Um, You know, it's funny. I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was telling me about the very first commercial shoot I did when I was like four years old. And so my mom wasn't allowed on set. She had to like wait and holding or whatever. And so she was just anxiously waiting till I came back to hear how it was. And so I came back and she was like, Oh, Kira, you know, who is who is talking to you? Who is giving you directions? And I'm like, the Redector. (laughs) <laughs> like, i was so confident too i was like i'm talking to the redactor." <laughs> so i think i just like i just loved the atmosphere <laughs> i was really confident from a young age i was like
0: i remember not even i remember not even acting i was Sidney crosby's back in like a Tim Hortons commercial. It was so weird. (laughs) I had to get up at like 4.30 in the morning because we filmed like call time was like 6.30. The film to the crack of dawn and we were on some sort of like farm and I got on a bike in front of this huge tractor and I had to like look up at the tractor and they only filmed my back. But I thought... Like I was convinced Sydney Crosby is gonna be there and I was gonna be like I told everybody, I was like, Oh, I made a Sydney Crosby commercial, like and they're like, Really? I'm like, Oh yeah, like you're gonna see it. It's gonna be great. And then the commercial came on and you only saw my back and everybody's like, Eric, I didn't like I saw Sydney, like Sydney was there, but I didn't see you. So does that. <laughs> um,
1: oh man, that
0: sucks. That was that was one of my my first experiences. Um, but so then moving forward from that and like and you know getting older and coming onto even like the family channel and everything. How can you how, how can you sort of speak to because you were were you you were in school while all this was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so what did you like even going to school each day and having to explain to people what you were doing? Like I'm an actor, I'm like a a creator, like how, how did people sort of respond to that?
1: Well, it was really weird because I was kind of the only person in my high school that was doing that. And everyone was just, everyone labeled me in my high school as like that girl on TV. And I I think I was kind of isolated because of that. I had my few friends, but other than that, people didn't really talk to me because they were like, you're weird. Like you're on TV. (laughs) And it wasn't even like a, Oh, wow, you're on TV. Like, I want to get close to you. It was like a, oh, she's a weird drama kid kind of thing. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was weird. Like
0: even because because I feel like the the mentality for young people is that they're so used to seeing people they don't know on television. Uh, they're so used to seeing like you know actors that they've never yeah that they've never met before and they've never seen. And so to to know someone now and to be in a class with someone who's been in school, is a little bit I guess to them it feels a little bit intimidating. You know, like I remember I remember I was doing an, uh, a commercial and I had to leave school early to do this commercial, and the front office was like, "Hey, you got to stop." like told my mom, Hey, you got to stop pulling Eric out of school early to go on auditions. Like he's missing school, he's missing class. And she's like, well, this is a really big, it's a really big one. I mean, it was a government of Canada commercial. It's, you know, whatever, but it was still an opportunity. And then I ended up getting that commercial and the commercial ended up airing. And then when they saw my face on that screen, they were like, Oh, take all the time you need and, and go out and, go to auditions, leave. Don't even come to school today, Eric. Like you don't need ooh, school. What is it? So it's, it's interesting to me how, how that sort of audiences has, 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 developed and and now moving into, you know, your early twenties and like now communicating with people who see you on TV, do you find that that attention has, has differed in a way?
1: I think in high school, people are so caught up with the whole celebrity factor that they don't really see you like after your stuff airs, they don't really see you as a regular person anymore. But I find that in my 20s, the people I meet now that I tell them like, I'm an actor, that's my career. That's what I do for a job. They're like, Oh, okay, very cool. They're not as like starstruck unless they're fans, obviously. But yeah, I think it's it's a maturity thing too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess speaking to, speaking to some of the projects that you're doing now, when you've, and you've grown this like really cool fan base and everybody's really been, you know, supporting you and everything. Do you find that there are any, there's any sort of like, not advice, I guess, but weirdly enough, like comments or anything that you've gotten have sort, that have sort of felt inspiring and both, both positive and negative, because that must feel, I guess very intimidating to to have to have all these fans and, and commenting and everything like that. Like, how do you sort of sift through all of them and 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 find the really good uh, people and, and comments and all that?
1: That's a difficult one because sometimes when I'm looking through comments on my YouTube videos, I most of them will be great comments, and I'll be like, "Oh, great, people like the video," and then there'll be that one negative comment. And I'll just dwell on that for the rest of the day. But I think at this point, I've gotten to realize, take it with a grain of salt, everyone has their own opinions and focus more on the positive comments than that one or two negative comments. And at the end of the day, like they don't actually know me as a person. So they can't really say anything authentically about me. And they're just assumptions and opinions and whatever. But yeah, you really need to get past that. And sometimes not even read the comments. Sometimes it's better to just not read the comments.
0: I was going to say, yeah, it's like, it's, it doesn't, you know, because whenever you're putting yourself out, it's always vulnerable, right? However way you're, you're doing that. And so I was going to say, it's like, what are some ways in which you sort of, you, you, you do block out those negative comments because conversations I've had with a lot of performers is a lot of performers sort of have uh, different methods uh, and ways of like actually ingesting content and being creators that put out so much content every day I guess are there any specific like treatments or any 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 specific things that you do to sort of like wrap your head around those things
1: that's a great question because I literally last week was had this issue with a YouTube video and I was really caught up in all the negative comments. Um, but I was just talking to my girlfriend about it and she was like, you know what, Kira, the people that know and love you won't say those things to you. And those people's opinions matter more than these people that you don't know on the internet. They might not even, I don't even know. Maybe they didn't even watch the whole video. Maybe they don't even know you like, and also your, your own opinion of yourself, is also more important than any of that stuff. So as long as you you love yourself and you trust yourself and, yeah, it all comes down to confidence and self-love. And if you're, if you're not confident and you don't love yourself, then those comments are going to bother you more. But if you mm-hmm. really cultivate that relationship with yourself, then those comments seem a little more like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to waste my time worrying about them, you know?
0: Right. Exactly. And so can you speak to, and and that's a really good note is, is because we're in a, in an industry built on relationships, uh, very much built on collaboration and all of these people that we're meeting, it's just as important to build a relationship with, with yourself as it is with other people. And so can you sort of speak to having close relationships with different collaborators? And, and if, and if you can, who, who are these people and like, how, how do they really influence the way you've, uh, on your perspective and the way they may have changed it?
1: I used to have a huge group of friends and I used to let a lot of people into my life. And I have realized that that became a little bit exhausting. So recently I've kind of dwindled that, that big group. And now I have a few people that I can really trust and confide in. And, you know, it's great to make connections with people, but in terms of your really personal stuff, I just keep that to my like few close friends and my family members.
0: Yeah, you know? absolutely no. I and I think that's smart because even because we were you know you, you spoke very briefly on, on mental health before, and it's sort of like when you're when you're growing up, I feel like your brain your brain's sort of like a sponge, and you're sort of absorbing everybody's different. Uh, intentions and inspirations and and opinions, rather, right? And, and so, sifting through all of those and sort of building your persona um, also speaks to sort of not even not even minimizing the amount of friends you have, but I think you put it you put it very greatly where you're 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 simply not opening up to as many people. And I think that's and I think that speaks wonders and that speaks to an intelligence that not. I guess not everybody has. And so when you're when you're sort of growing up in this very competitive environment, and they could be public figures or whatnot, but are there specific people that have really sort of influenced a particular journey you've you've been on?
1: Like celebrities or friends?
0: Anybody. Anybody. You know, in my life, I mean, I followed, um, her name is Mel Robbins. She does a lot of uh, mindfulness and and meditation and sort of like manifesting.
1: I know my answer now (laughs) after you said manifestation. Um, So I was working on this film and one of my co-stars was like, you should totally check out Wendy Braun. She's an actress and also a mindset coach and she has her own... Um, course that she developed, and it's called the Success Breakthrough Workshop for Actors. And basically, she touches on how acting has a lot to do with your mental state and your self-love, and there's a lot of portions to it where it focuses mainly on your state of mind your mental health your self-love but it also touches on you know strategies in the audition room and how to network and stuff like that so I did Wendy Braun's course and that basically changed my life and I did that like three years ago I learned about meditation. I became way more self-aware of the limiting beliefs and thoughts that I have in my head on a daily basis and the dialogue that I'm having with myself on a daily basis. And I learned to change that and make it more positive. Yeah, I I love her so much. She is such an inspiring woman. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And sort of speaking to, I guess the way you're waking up each day and like your schedule as a creative, do you find that as a creative, you're more of like, a you know, you've developed more of a routine, especially in quarantine. I mean, that's very interesting because there's no calendars don't really exist, but when you're like, do you find that you're like, it helps to like wake up at a certain time and, and, and are there any like sort of words that you say to yourself when you get up that sort of motivate you for the rest of, for the rest of the day?
1: I did have a routine right when I finished that course um, and I kind of got lazy with the routine and I also was working a lot so I couldn't do my affirmations in the morning or my meditations or doing yoga Um, but now that we're in quarantine I've definitely gotten back to that schedule Um, and I used to sleep in so much but now I wake up at probably 8am every day mainly because my cat wakes me up meowing (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good thing because I have so much more inspiration and energy in the morning and I get more stuff done and I'm more productive in the morning. And once it reaches like six or 7 PM, I'm like, I want to have a glass of wine on the balcony. (laughs) I've just checked out. I'm like, okay, I'm done. But in the morning I'm like, I got all these things to do, but I, I also definitely meditate every day. That's like a Thing I make sure I do every day. I'm
0: a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, like a night owl where I sort of like working at night because I know that nobody else around me is moving. And I, I, I feel like I'm sort of influenced by the movement of people around me. So like if I'm working in like, sometimes I like very busy environments because I like, you know, I'll work in like a cafe and people will be around me. And I sort of like the fact that the barista is like making a coffee next to me, because that's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm sort of influenced by all this movement around me. Do you find that like when you're creating, what is your and we'll talk about we'll talk about night drive in a second because I, I I was really I watched it again and I was really I, I really liked it but when, when you you're during your writing process and everything how do you sort of how do you sort of sit down and, and start to create are there certain things that you you try to do do you have like a, a writing process specifically
1: I find that the best ideas come to me when I'm quiet and by myself um, so either I'll be randomly on the treadmill and I'll get this short film idea, or I'll be on a walk in nature and I'll get an idea. It always comes from my intuition, I find. And if I'm trying to write something and I'm forcing myself to write something and I'm sitting down at the computer, most likely I'm like stuck because I just don't know what to do. But if I have that intuitive idea and use it, everything flows a lot better. And I like working in the morning too, because everyone's asleep. And like, it's quiet, and no one's bothering me. But yeah, when I'm writing, it kind of if this project is meant to be, my words will just flow. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> That's really interesting because I'm I, I I feel the same way. The same way sometimes we're like I'll be writing something and you know people will say, oh, before you write a script, you know you should you should have a treatment and you should have like a I don't know like a like a you know a, a set of scenes and you have to get all that edited before you can go to script format. And while I do appreciate that process, sometimes I feel like I just open up my computer and like you said the words will just come out like the dialogue will just come out and it it, it might the first draft might not be successful but they'll just come naturally so night so night drive so tell us about night drive because night drive is very feels very personal and feels like a film that you've you feel like you're like experiencing it's almost sort of meta where you feel like you're in the room with these characters experiencing the dialogue as they're talking as we're speaking to each other. And so when you were like developing this film, because I know that uh, Jessica Daniker, your, your your friend was in it as well. And so how how involved was she as well in, in in the whole process?
1: Well, I was actually in the car on my way back to Toronto from North Bay shooting Cardinal last February. And I just had my laptop and I was looking out the window and I was just like, I want to make... A short film, and then it just came to me, and then I just started writing. And I was like, as I wrote, I casted two of my best friends who are also amazing actors, and I was like, oh my gosh, they would fit so perfectly in these roles. And I know that we would all have really good chemistry because we're all good friends, and it doesn't have to be a big crew, like, we can just do it for fun. In like one or two days, and yeah, I, that it was a very inspired project because normally how I like to work is like I take the inspiration from the universe and like whenever whatever the universe wants to like download into my head, I like receive it, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, <I'm> downloading information, <laughs> and like God, I feel like works through me <laughs> and through my fingers, and then I type, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I could say it was more of like a technical process <laughs> but I'm like I don't know it's the universe man it's like me and the universe working you just together like,
0: you just like sit on your balcony with like a cigar and just poof. <laughs>
1: these are these are the
0: words that I'm putting on to these screen. No, so you actually wrote, like you actually wrote in I can't write in moving cards Like I can't write or really? look at, yeah, or any screens I get like nauseous,
1: it's so weird That's true, I sometimes t- do as well mm-hmm. um, But so then when you were
0: going draft to draft then did you Did you have story editors that sort of came in Or was it you reading this over and being like Wait, that doesn't work, let's move that, let's move that here How was that sort of process like?
1: It was just me. (laughs) And like one night I couldn't sleep. And so I decided to bring out my laptop and just fix the dialogue and like edit some stuff because I was thinking about the film and I was like, oh, I feel like it needs to be better. So I just got out of my bed. (laughs) And then fix it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's sort of interesting how that writing process comes to you because like, I feel the same way where sometimes it's, you know, that you have the project at the back of your mind, you know, that you need to finish it and you need to sort of expand on it, but you just don't have the, the voglia. You just don't have the, the feeling, <laughs> the wanting, the, the, the need to do that. And so you're sort of just sitting on it and you're like, let me come back tomorrow let me come back in two days and then revisit these characters and then it'll feel like an inkling in your body that you just need to go ahead and start right
1: Mm -hmm, exactly
0: yeah so then how i guess are you because now so you've made night drive but you made that last year right yeah are you looking at doing are you looking at directing again like how was how was directing for you how was directing and acting in the same project
1: I love it. Um, it definitely gets a little bit overwhelming sometimes because you have two jobs to do. Mm-hmm. But I really like being the showrunner and the creator of something and then having the final say, being the writer, being the director, being everything. Yeah. Um, although it would be nice to have some help. But I really like it. Yeah. I just need to meditate beforehand so I don't turn into a crazy person. <laughs> On set. <laughs> you know? I feel like sometimes sometimes when I direct I'm like no what what are you whoa what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) I was doing uh we're doing an episode of Quarantined um and my girlfriend like she's not an actor but I made her act in my film in 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 Quarantined and she kept laughing because it was a hilarious scene and I'm like, Lauren, that's the fifth time you've laughed. And she's like, Kira, I'm not an actor. Like, I'm doing this as a favor for you. And then I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, I know. I- oh wait, hold on. <laughs> you're right.
0: Let me, right, okay. I love you, thank you, bye. Okay, hold on, let's get back. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, that's great. And I think, yeah, I think there, well, I think that you're in a position where there'd be there'd be so many people that'd be willing to help you out and and work with you because- I think there's something to be said about making personal projects and like, you know, for me, the greatest storytelling comes from one's own personal experience. And so I, you know, I tend to do to write from personal places as well. And so like, I feel like that whole process as well as sort of like a meditation where you're meditating on someone, uh, you're meditating on an experience and you're sort of like molding and like breaking it up and sort of. Piecing it together, and so how are you? I guess how are you create like so? You mentioned quarantine very briefly, but how? So how are you creating during quarantine? This quarantine starts, isolation starts. Is like is your is your focus on I gotta I gotta keep moving, I gotta create, or or were you at first just taking a break?
1: At first, I did not know what to do with my life. Like I, <laughs> I had probably three four weeks of just doing nothing and mostly working on my mental health because that was most important and adjusting to the new way of life. But after a while, I felt just staying stagnant and not doing anything was making my mental health worse. So I was like, you know what, I have to get the creative juices flowing and that will make me just happier in general. So that's actually why I created Quarantined because I wasn't feeling well mentally. And I just needed something to do, something fun to do. And so yeah, that's why I started quarantined.
0: Awesome. And so can you can you speak to as well the sort of the how important the importance it is to to move, even though we're isolated?
1: Yeah, I think you definitely still need to get outside and and still do what you need to do and don't let this stop you from living your life. Like we have to continue living our lives, we just have to adjust it. Um, but I think going outside, going on walks, as long as you're socially distancing is great, is better probably than staying in your house all the time. Everyone's gonna go crazy. Like, And also there's like a global consciousness that if everyone's just stuck in their home and their everyone's mental health is bad, it just, it affects the entire planet. And so when more people are getting out, having fun, not being as stressed. I feel like it helps the whole the whole universe, all of the people, all of the animals, how everything works, the energy is just better, you know?
0: Interesting. That's an interesting, yeah. No, that's a really interesting thought. And I think the way in which, you know, the way in which technology has evolved has has really allowed us to connect even even more. And I think that's what's been I guess, very, it's both problematic, but it's also a positive. Um, and especially all of the turbulent news that's been happening this week and, 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 and how upsetting that is. Um, to use social media and technology as a voice for change is absolutely ideal. And, and it's the way that we should be moving forward. And so do you find when you're moving out and you're exploring, do you find that like the, that time alone, do you find yourself sort of reflecting more or less, as well on what's happening around you, and and how do you sort of, how do you sort of block out all of this sort of negative energy coming out? Because I think that I, I, I mean, I'm sure you could you you would agree where it's like a lot of what we're reading this week is 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 very life changing, um, and it's very upsetting, and you know I'm it's a mixed bag of frustration and empathy and and sadness, and so how are you sort of how do you feel like you're using that uh, negative energy to sort of propel your own creative uh, path.
1: <sighs> well, I recommend taking breaks from social media. As much as it's great for awareness, you definitely need to take breaks from it. Um, you know, maybe delete the app for a day or a week. Getting outside in nature. Yeah, I spend a lot of time out in nature, reflecting um, and also journaling. That's when I've I've had a lot of self realizations about myself and also about the world and why I think things are happening. And that's just my little hunch, like my little intuition. But yeah, it, it, help, it helps a lot to spend time in silence by yourself, reflecting, journaling, um, and taking a break from your phone.
0: Well, I think our words, our words are powerful at the end of the day, right? Everything that we're everything that we're journaling as well, even though it's not for someone specific. Like I'm really big on creating for yourself. And a lot of the time, you know, I think people will create with the idea of a message behind it, which is fantastic, where you start your creative process and you're like, "Well, this is why." And it's important to center yourself as well, but this is why I'm writing this specific paragraph. This is why I'm making this film and 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 while I think that's good, I also, I agree with you where I think it's also important to sort of block out the energy around you and, and sort of focus within like, what do I feel? You know, like, what do I, what do I think about a, a specific topic and, and such? And and so when you're, when you're making quarantine, that's very, that's very funny. It's very comical. And it's great to watch during this quarantine. I feel like, you know, like I've been, I, I shared the episode as well with like a few uh, of, of my friends and it's just funny. It's just great to see. It reminds me of sort of like a broad city. It has that sort of, that sort of vibe. So speak to quarantine and, and, and and what that's about.
1: Yeah. So basically, like I said earlier, I created it because I wanted something fun to do while I was in quarantine, something creative. um, And also just to bring a little more laughter into people's lives and onto social media. And although it is a very serious situation, I I wanted to angle it in a kind of a humorous way and how being stuck in a little space with, you know, a few people like my mom and my girlfriend is just weird and it can be like dramatic. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to make people laugh and... Let people know, like, hey, although, you know, it's great to keep, stay informed, listen to whatever um, – not necessarily the news. Whatever you want to, like, educate yourself, just make sure it's, like, correct, like,
0: facts. There's a lot of people – there's a lot of people speaking. Yeah. There's a lot of people with voices. Oh, yeah. There's a lot being – that being said. So I think – it's great when you can sort of meditate and you could sort of meditate also on these little these these topics and all of these people speaking and and who you can really listen to right yeah
1: it's important to get actual facts and so many people have different opinions and different conspiracy theories about what why is this happening what's happening like
0: COVID's not real. who's
1: behind it like doesn't exist yeah it's a figment of our imagination. But yeah, I think there's so many different opinions and you need to create one for yourself based on your own intuition and not necessarily taking in other people's opinions and energies and taking what you want from this person, taking what you need from this person, and just letting that be their stuff to handle, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then I guess, aside from your own content, what are you, what are you obsessed with right now? What's content that you're watching now that you're like, are you on the Tiger King train or are you just like, what is Tiger King? You know?
1: No. Um, I, hmm, aside from my own content. I've been watching Gossip Girl. It's just so easy to watch and just yeah. mind numbing and just like <laughs> it's so addictive. So
0: like reruns of Gossip Girl or have you seen that? Have you seen it all? No, already? I
1: haven't even seen it. Like this is my first time oh. watching it. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen I haven't seen it either, but yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's hilarious. I love it. And other than that, I've been obsessed with My cat, like, I don't know. I've just been playing with my cat and I haven't really been, Hmm. I haven't really been watching a ton of YouTube or Netflix other than Gossip Girl.
0: I mean, I think, I think there's, yeah, it's like, we're, we're living in a, we're living in an exceptional sort of time right now where because we have all the time in the world. And, and, you know, I'm sure granted like, you know, you're busy in, in your own right and, and, and so am I and whatnot, but there's still this like sort of universal feeling where we are quarantined, we are at home or wherever. And so, you know, there is so much content to sort of ingest. And I think, you know, when I ask people this question, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm taking this time to brush up on you know, Stanley Kubrick's classics and, and all that. Like I personally, like there are so many films that I haven't seen that I've been like sort of catching up and and classics and everything. But I guess is there is there sort of, is there content out there right now that you're also using to sort of inspire your own work? Even like modern day content now that you're looking to and you're like, oh, Quarantine is, is sort of, it takes from this show and it takes a little bit from this show. Obviously it's your own, but that sort of feeling like, you know, Quarantine sort of reminds me of a mix of like, Broad City, even a mix of like sort of, uh, I don't know if you've seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen Francis Ha, but it's a really good sort of like dialogue piece uh, between all those characters. But I guess is there there content that you're sort of looking at right now that sort of inspires that?
1: Well, in terms of Quarantined, I kind of, I got the idea from reality TV shows in general. Um, And then I got the talking heads portion, like the part where we talk to the camera, from Lost and Found, because we did that in Lost and Found, and it was kind of like mock reality style. Um, and then the other piece of inf- uh, inspiration I got was there's this <laughs> TikToker named uh, Bowman Reed, I think, and he creates these really short little TikToks, but they're reality style and they're just very dramatic. Pieces and I think they're hilarious. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what if I take this reality TV idea and make my own kind of reality TV show? So, as as silly as that sounds from TikTok.
0: No, I mean, like I discovered, I discovered TikTok during the quarantine. Um, And it's funny. I had, I really had no idea and no use for it beforehand. But then when you're just sitting there, it's almost like Quibi where, and I don't work for Quibi. I'm not making any commission off of Quibi, but but it's sort of like, it's, it's a smart idea where you're, if people are on their phones all the time, why not create shows? Why not create content that are designed for your phones? Um, And that's not to say that, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to encourage people to continue watching content on your phones and being sort of immersed in in that. But I think it's just smart what you're doing and, and, and what other creators are doing to sort of bring people together now. And then before we wrap up, I was also hoping to go through and see if there's any questions here. Because I noticed there's a lot of people commenting and they were like, um, there were some questions for you. I think someone earlier, forgive me if I don't remember your name, uh, but someone asked what it was like sort of shooting what it was like shooting Lost and Found. And can you sort of speak to that experience in comparison to like sort of projects that you're making now?
1: Yeah, it's cool. Cause a lot of my followers now are have been my followers since I was 16 and they watched the show. And I think that's awesome because I've grown so much. They've probably seen me grow so much, but it was so much fun filming that show. It was my first big show and it was it felt like I was immersed in a whole different like world I had a family and they were my castmates, and it what it introduced me to acting and it it taught me that I actually can pursue acting as a career and it's a legitimate career because I didn't think it was at first and then I booked this role and I was like oh okay like I love doing this why don't I pursue it so it was one of the most amazing experiences
0: Mm-hmm. It's fantastic um and so I don't know. I' so many comments to like sift through I know. Um, but I guess before we go what are you what are you are you creating anything right now aside from aside from quarantine are you looking at sort of expanding into more into more shorts are you are how are you making this year your year
1: <sighs> okay well, there were like two questions in there so the fir- yes <laughs> so the first question um what am I working on other than quarantined. I have this series that I've written. There's 10 episodes and it's an LGBT focused on series. Um mm-hmm. and I wrote it last year for the past 2 years like I've been writing it and I really want to get that pitched and put somewhere cuz I'm really passionate about it and uh yeah, I don't want to say too much about it but yeah, I yeah. hope that, that that can work out in the in the next maybe year or so. And,, um, and then the other question, how are how am I gonna make this year my year? I think the lesson that I've learned so far in 2020 is listen to my intuition and start doing things for myself and stop like just doing things because other people are telling me to. and 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 I'm gonna try to, just focus on listening to myself and my inner voice more and let that direct my path in 2020. And, mm-hmm. you know, in 2019, I had all these goals and I was so particular about what I wanted to achieve. And I I did, thank you, God, achieve most of that um, goals list. And that was amazing. But then 2020 rolled around and I'm like, what am, what am I even going to do this year? <laughs> um, so I've, I'm just letting 2020 go with the flow and everything a lot of things are very up in the air and we don't know what's going to happen so i'm mm-hmm. just focusing on listening to my intuition staying creative and focusing on my relationship with myself
0: that's awesome that's excellent uh, have you ever have you ever heard of uh, vision boards
1: yes i've made some
0: <laughs> yeah i have i have one as well and i think um uh, I, I, think they're so cool in that, like you sort of, you know, you make a vision board and, and you sort of, you put all these images on there and images that only speak to something that you know of, you know, like I should be able, and not all the time, but like, you know, if I were to look at your vision board or, y- you know, you looked at mine and you look, Hey, why is there a picture of like a celery stick on there? And, and Little do you know that I'm trying to find, I'm trying to put celery in smoothies now. You know what I mean? Like right. There's a, <laughs> no, I don't know. But there are objects as well that mean something to you and, and sort of what you're saying and just about staying grounded and listening to yourself. And sort of, I think the biggest takeaway as well that I've learned is sort of throughout the years, really, you know, you're focusing on who you're listening to. You're understanding that So much information can be pulled from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is understanding which of that information really pertains to you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm focusing not so much on external things to happen, like needing things to happen and needing certain goals to be achieved, but more on just relaxing and allowing whatever to happen. And I know that whatever happens, I can handle it and and I'm going to be okay. And I have loved ones and God's got me. And so, yeah, it's more about that inward reflection this year.
0: Thank you so much for, for joining us. I can't believe we already, this feels like it just flew by and we're only like getting started. Um, yeah, but, uh, but thank you so much for, for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Thanks for, thanks for initiating this podcast episode. It was really fun.